Hello, everybody. Back once again with Filter Optional. I'm Chico. And I'm Shannon. We're excited about today's show. A little more informational, this show. Right now, we have on the phone a a dear friend of ours. Uh, Shannon, why don't you introduce her? Yes, so Elizabeth Olson is with us, and she's first and foremost a friend and um, a colleague and someone that is like-minded as far as our approach to treatment and um, those things. But she is the Director of Business Development for La Hacienda down in Kerrville, and it is a great program that we collaborate with and on with us today to talk about, what are we going to talk about? Well, well, a lot of stuff. Let's let Elizabeth introduce oh, yes. yourself. Elizabeth, how are you doing? You guys. Yes, uh, we are excited to have you. you. You excited to be on our show this morning? <laughs> Well, yeah. <laughs> a, a little apprehensive. She, I think she's a little nervous. I, you did say earlier that you were coming on the show because of Shannon, because you're a little, but yeah. there, there might be this apprehension. Well, there is know. no script. Yes, there is no. And sp- you have no filter. Uh, that is fair to so. say. <laughs> you know, yeah. a couple. So, yeah, but, yes. Go ahead, Elizabeth. No, I was just going to say the filter, the part for yeah. you is, is not non-existent. Yeah. Yes, you're correct. You're correct. I'm but, here to protect you. Always, but, always no filter. Yes. And so, uh, you know, the great thing is we do love La Hacienda. I always joke that uh, La Hacienda should have a West Wing. I've had so many family members go there. And so it, it is a great uh, program. But today we're, we're really not even going to talk so much about co- Casa Colina or uh, La Hacienda, but we just got, um, what we really want to talk about is when people are looking for treatment for a loved one, primarily for uh, chemical dependency, you know, what are some key questions to ask what to look for and stuff like that? You know, uh, so that's what we really want to discuss. Because I want to ask you all the question since you all are both in the business and you get the phone calls from family members well um, there's times you get phone calls though, no no, no I, I do i do but i need i need to be you know led to know what questions to ask because when people are in crisis they don't know what to do they're just like googling stuff and calling a phone number and they're or they're getting a name from somebody and they're just calling a number and saying help you know but i do think Mm -hmm. that family members need a guide of when they dial that number wherever it is casa la hacienda anywhere else that's going to help them they need a list of questions to ask yes and so what uh, elizabeth what do Mm -hmm. you what do you think that you know if you were to put top five questions what would be your top five questions for a family member to ask well, there's there's definitely some basic ones that that you do want to ask, and you know, is is the facility licensed, and and how are you licensed? Um, is one that you know is one that I would really look to first. Yes. Um, you know. Hey, and so that that's a that's a great. 
first question because licensed, you know, here in the state of Texas, La Hacienda's in outside Kerrville. We're, you know, just outside Dallas. Uh, but what there's a lot of different licensing. Yeah. Yeah. Help help answer the question now that um, Elizabeth has posed it, because if people are listening to this and, and they want to go back and revisit it, like they may not have a family member or a loved one that needs help right now, but they might be like, oh, in a, you know, six months from now, they're like, I need to go back and listen. So if you're listening, you might want to have a pad and a pen and write down ask about the licensing and so tell us a little or, or or you can actually just rewind the episode and watch it again you can i like to write things down i like to make notes okay, <laughs> okay. but if, that <laughs> when i make the call to get you help yeah i will i'm gonna get a pen and a pad and i'm gonna write all this stuff down yeah okay so yeah. And, and elizabeth and chico you all talk a little bit about the licensing yeah you want to start with that elizabeth um sure so the the joint commission is um is one licensing um that is you know a really great licensing for treatment centers and um you know i'm not going to be able to like quote exactly you know what they do but um chico are, are you kind of I, I, i'm a little more familiar? familiar joint commission uh it's an accreditation uh and so you you get this accreditation and they have 1153 <laughs> uh you know bullet points bullet, that you have to pass they they look for <laughs> for residential treatment you know they have some other ones if you're a detox if you also have detox uh not as many for uh intensive outpatient uh and and those other things they, there's another accreditation called carf that is real mm -hmm. similar and so those two things are are and uh, they have a you know, the big kind of national uh, uh things that uh you know, go, hey, is this place running ethical? Is this place meeting the requirements of of the clients, also of the employees? You know, in the state of Texas, we have our licensing board that's the 448. Uh, and the 448 has all these different requirements in order to treat people with chemical dependency. So if you're calling somebody with the first question, you know, how are you licensed? And they come back with, well, we're joint commission accredited. That's a good thing. You know that they have covered some bases for safety for your loved one and ethical um, practices, right? Yes, mm -hmm. that's a big one. And so the deal is they can't get joint, they can't get joint commission accreditation if they don't have, um, you know, if they don't have the state license for, uh, you know, pra uh, for treating people with chemical dependency. Okay. So that's one of the things, because right now, uh, you know, Elizabeth and I have talked about this a bunch. There, there's programs out there that have great websites and stuff like that. And they say they're treating uh, addiction. And so you think they're a treatment center when they actually might just be a recovery center. And there and there 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 isn't any requirements for licensing for their staff or any of those other things. Yeah. And so be careful because they might just be a recovery center, um, but they don't have uh, licensed practitioners on site. They're not meeting the requirements of the state of Texas with at least thirty hours of of therapy on a on a regular on a weekly basis. Yeah. Uh, and you know, having staff and stuff like that. So the first question is, is this a recovery center or is this actual a treatment center? With the and, licensing. Yes. Yeah. And then another big question is, I, I love, uh, Elizabeth, you ask the question all the time, uh, how involved is ownership? The owner of the actual facility. 
Yes. That so maybe is Elizabeth can answer that a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that um, you look at a difference between um, places that are privately owned. And, and, you know, now in our industry, we have a lot of um, facilities that are actually owned by large corporations. And, and that doesn't, there's some of them that are great. That doesn't make them bad. But I think it's important to look because you're looking at a difference in, and you can, you can get more specific when asking them. But, you know, how involved are your owners? Um, are they just people who have no idea what's going on and they're only looking at the bottom line? Right. Or are the owners very involved in the treatment process and the care of the, of the patients? And that's really important. Right. So how do you frame up that question? How would you frame up that question? If, if number one is, what is your licensing? What is number two? Not, number two is, is first find out if it's... Who owns it? Who owns it? Is it a corporation or is it privately owned? Who owns? And then yeah. you can ask a lot of uh, other questions as it relates to um, if it's privately owned, how involved are, you know, the owners uh, or owner? Right. You know, if it's a corporation, mm -hmm. may you might want to do some research on on that actual corporation. You know, I struggle with that because I'm a, I'm a privately owned treatment center and I'm pretty passionate about uh, you know, private equity and big corporations, uh, you know, my opinion, and this is my opinion, it's my, it's my freaking show. I don't <laughs> think they do a, a good job, you know, and so that's me. And, and Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's nice, and there might be some that do an all right job, but my experience with, with corporations and private equity, they're looking at the bottom line instead of what's best for the client and the family. Yes. And so that speaking from your opinion, not the opinion of well, everyone on the show, but go ahead. Yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah. And I think also you can even, you know, a, a good kind of um, indicator is ask, um, you know, what are the latest improvements that you've done to the facility? Because people who, are, whether they're corporation or privately owned, if they care about patient care, they're going to be constantly putting back into the treatment center. So maybe that means that they've added you know, they've done upgrades to the buildings or the, um, maybe that means they've added, you know, more therapists yes. or, um, you know, improvements. What are, what are your local improve or your recent improvements that you've done? Because if there haven't been any, um, that might be an indicator that they're not putting a lot back into the facility. Yeah. And improvements. I like what you said. Improvements could be just, uh, bringing on uh, more staff to really address other mm -hmm. needs. Well, yeah, and that's owning, mm -hmm. you know, that's owning um, the, you know, changing times and needs of your client instead of acting like you had it all together perfectly from the get-go. It's like at, at Casa, you know, we, we're adding some art therapy and some things like that. We added an experiential therapist right. that comes once a week and we do a real intensive for an hour and a half, right? You know, and so that was our New Year goal. But if you, you know, if your owner, if it's privately owned and your owner is involved, then you're going to have those discussions about what do we add instead of just running it status quo. So, Elizabeth, I think that's a great question to ask. Like, yeah, but to even go further, what I, you know, a, a good example and um, is I I like to use La Hacienda. Their staff have been there. Some, some staff have been there 28 years. I mean, that that is a long time. And when they can retain staff for that oh, yeah. long, yeah. They, they have a high retention rate of staff. How long mm -hmm. have your staff been a, around and stuff like that? 
-hmm. The problem is with yeah. Casa Kalina is we, we've only been around two years uh, this week, you know, February 13th, but my staff have stayed around. But with another program that's been around a long time, how are they retaining staff? That is a great mm -hmm. question as well. Yeah, yeah, we have over 40% of our staff have been there 10 years or more. Right. That's a pretty high number. Yes, huge. It's, Huge. It, and it's a high number, but see, the deal is, you know, the average person looking for treatment, they don't realize that that's a high number in our in our field, in our space. Yes. Well, and I think when people are going to ask about staff retention, they will know pretty quickly if they've got a call center. That's a big difference. Or too. if they've or if they've got someone that's been intimately involved in the treatment center that they work for. Yes, and so that—that's the because, another big thing yeah. is because if you get a big corporation, you're—you might be calling about a facility in Texas, but you're talking to someone in Nashville that isn't even involved mm -hmm. there, you know. And so if if you call, you know, the facility, who are you talking to, and where are they physically at that moment, you know? That's what for for mm -hmm. me is I don't know about you. Uh, Elizabeth is, I want to call the actual facility. I want to talk to someone that's on the property, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. And so those, those are, you know, go ahead. Here's, here, here, here's another one that I think that, mo that this is, this won't be on your normal what to ask list. Um, but I think it's really important to ask a facility, what won't you treat? Because if they say they will treat everything, then I don't, I probably don't think it's a great place to send. So good ethical programs know what they do and they will refer out to like-minded partners if they don't believe they can treat something. And so we are, we, you know, we send out, we refer out a lot of patients for, for various reasons. And so I think it's important to ask people, you know, what can't you handle there? And, you know, if they are very honest and say, you know, hey, th this is what we can't handle, um, mm -hmm. you know, I think you're, you're getting a more honest facility. Yeah, we can't handle women. We're real <laughs> direct men. with that. <laughs> All men. Thank, thank God. Right. Yes. Um, but, but you're exactly right. If, they, if they're trying to put a, we've always talked about it, if they're trying to put a, um, you know, a, a square peg in a round hole, then that's a problem. You know, yeah. you need you need to make sure that they are treating what you are calling about and yeah, and 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 the you know I think another thing they don't ask I mean just you know in my in my experience is okay hey do do people have clear defined roles that are working there I'm I'm realizing that that's good I have I have Kay Fontenot she's uh you know, she's the admissions director, you are person, and she just keeps me in check because I might go, hey, yeah, let's let, you know, let's bring this person in. No, they're not appropriate for our facility, you know, and so that's good is, hey, do do people have clear defined roles in that organization? Well, as director of business development, Elizabeth knows who's appropriate and who's not. She's not just out like, you know, a pretty face, you know, marketing or whatever. She knows she knows La Hacienda. She knows what they treat. You know what I mean? Like, so you're talking about the roles. People at mm -hmm. Casa Colina and La Hacienda know know their roles. Know but their that's roles those and, are the those are the questions. The other thing is, what I'd like, what Elizabeth is kind of jumping on her deal is, 
uh, you know, do you do, does the facility have strategic partnerships with other you know facilities? Well, and I and I was gonna I was gonna jump on Elizabeth. So she said, you know, what won't you treat? You know, um, as a question. And I think before we get to like the roles and then who you collaborate with, because we're talking about somebody that is in crisis, just calling. They're not gonna really. I mean. Yes. Unless they have a pen and a paper and they're writing it down, like I suggested. But um, <laughs> yes. But to good job, Sam. Right, <laughs> thank you. So, but the what won't you treat? I think the spur, the secondary question to that is, what does your price include? Oh, that's a great question. You know, so what do you treat and what mm -hmm. don't you treat, and mm -hmm. then what does your price include? Because mm -hmm. are there going to be add-ons? You know, because at at Casa Kalina we can with all honesty and truth and transparency say the price includes what chica the, the price I mean, includes everything except the medication if they are prescribed medication or we also take them to outings we're not going to pay for if you know if they're at an outing to you know get an extra burger or something like that but so, they meet with the psychiatrist they have therapists we have a chef it's the food it's the wellness the you know working what, out the and, and equine therapy that you know but we're not, not charging for for the the urinalysis test right you know yes. we are testing them we're not charging for any we're not even billing insurance for yes that. i mean that is we're, we're not charging for our family program right. those kind of things it's trauma uh, therapy yeah or yeah. the trauma program or any of that other stuff and so a lot of programs you know do these add-ons you know and nickel and dime um you know different people and so be careful with that you know am i going to get an extra bill you know for you know this therapy or that therapy mm -hmm. and then just to, i don't know if you've talked about this before but you know you mentioned it about the uas you know um there's a, a lot of things going on out there that um you know you may not see a direct bill to your house, but look on your insurance. Right. What are they charging your insurance for? Um, and make sure that, you know, those are not huge fees for that. Oh, that's a, that's a great question because here's the deal is, you know, uh, a lot of, we, we've seen it and hopefully it's, it's cleared up, but a lot of people in our industry have been charging uh, people's insurance get the insurance card and charge for your analysis and they're getting more money you know in our industry a few years ago they came up with your analysis test they called it liquid gold right. you know and we mm -hmm. we found that to be highly unethical and we believe in testing our clients but we don't believe in profiting from testing our clients exactly yeah. and those I mean we've had we've had families that were charged $12,000 for UAs. I mean, on through their insurance. Yes. So it's it, it's really important to, to be on top of that and, and ask that up front. And if a if they can't answer how much they charge for a UA, then I would I would be a little skeptical. They should be able to answer that. Right. And what do you file the insurance for? With you the know? insurance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But but mm -hmm. you know, another thing that that's that's happened is um I, I, you know, the, the other thing is, you know, Elizabeth and I built this relationship years ago because I had a really big private practice, which I have a real small one now, but I was referring out to a lot of programs, you know, and when I would refer, you know, to, you know, different programs, I loved that family members asked, do you get a kickback? 
You oh, know? right. Yes. And so people thought since I was the, the therapist referring, I would get a kickback. You know, we do not believe in kickbacks or paying therapists or, you know, what they might call patient brokering or something like that. We don't believe in those things at all. Right. And I don't think that's. Yeah. Necessary. And that. Right. And that, that goes for interventionists, too. I, you know, the the interventionists, you know, should not be getting paid by the treatment center. Right. Yes. They need to be trained and figure out what is the best place for the person that they're doing the intervention on. Absolutely. You know, they need to be independently, yeah. Well, and, and that's what that. that that's what I've done is, you know, I've done, you know, Elizabeth has even helped me with uh, some interventions in the past, but I love what La Hacienda does is I tell people all the time, La Hacienda is real open. They have, hey, here's here's an intervention checklist. You might not need to hire someone to do the intervention. Right. If you do these things, here's what to you know do, how to set it up. There's a difference between intervention and intervening. You know, so those are very, those are good practices that La Hacienda does. They have a whole uh, thing on how to go about that. Now, some families do need, uh, you know, an experienced interventionist to help them navigate that, you know, but sometimes you don't need that at all, you know, and so. And it. And another, another thing that you just brought up, which, you know, I think is really important is the family component. And so, you know, asking not only is the family, you know, component family program included in the price, but, you know, do they have one and, and what does that look like? I, I see that. I don't know about you, Elizabeth, but I see there's, you know, there's been so many programs that have just come up around the country here in Texas as well. And, and they're not, they're not helping or treating the family, you know? And so mm -hmm. it's like, man, if you're getting help for your loved one and they don't have a family program, I would not send them there. You know, that is me. If it was one of my family members, I would not send them there. You know, I, I can expose it, but you know, it was over 10 years ago, my brother called me and he went to La Hacienda and I said La Hacienda because I know my mom needed it and my sister-in-law needed it. And they got good stuff in y'all's family program, you know, and that that's really helped them through through this process. And when someone's calling and they're in crisis, they're not thinking about thinking about them. themselves. Exactly. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> that has to be a that has to be a kind of a. So it's good but, that, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and they might, you're right, Shannon. They might be like, whoa, 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 I don't yeah. need to come to anything. This is this is their deal and they need to get fixed. But, you know, in all reality, um, you know, families, I would tell you, don't be scared. Um, a lot of it is education for you yeah. to understand what's going on and to um, know how to support your loved one better. Yes. And then spoiler alert, yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be about you too but um yeah. but don't be scared we, we're really gentle <laughs> yes exactly and it gives you freedom yes well and the, and the deal is the reason Provides i wanted freedom. to do this episode is yeah. i have a family here in uh in in the dallas area that's coming to visit tomorrow casa Kalina. i i love the other thing is hey it, go look at the facility you know do they allow you to come you know look at the facility right. and tour it you know, this family, they, they, they told me that he, their son had been to 
three programs. But what these programs were, were just acute psych hospitals and detox. They were not actual, you know, uh, residential mm -hmm. treatment programs, even though they got the insurance and he called his insurance company. Right. You know. Well, and I'm going to steal from um, a program that we highly respect um, that on their website, when they talk about their transparent, you know, some of the questions or whatever, they say, the closer you look, the better we look. And I think that that should be the case that when you actually can you go out and visit the facility, the closer the closer you look, the better we look at CASA, I think. I mean, hands down, you know, and if people are resistant to let you get closer, that should be a red flag. Yes. You know, and so that that's another thing is come, you know, visit the facility. You know, we t say you have to sign. Uh, confidentiality agreement, HIPAA, all those things. But come in, visit the facility, talk to the staff, you know, get to know the people that are going to be working with your loved one. You know, that is mm -hmm. that is a big thing. Absolutely. And and staff is another one to, to really um, look at, you know, do they have the staff pictures and their licensing on the website? That's a really mm -hmm. good practice to have is to show, you know, um, you know, are they LCDCs, licensed chemical dependency counselors? Are they, um, you know, licensed professional counselors? How many master's level do they have? How many, um, you know, addiction counselors do they have? Are, are they just interned? Right. I mean, having that information, being really transparent about who the staff is, is important. Yeah, and what training the staff has and stuff like that. It's like, man, let's, let's, uh, let's lift that up as well. You know, and so that goes back to that question earlier, how long have the staff been there and stuff right. like that? If, if they, you know, 40% at La Hacienda has been there over 10 years, man, La Hacienda is doing something to retain staff. Uh, and so that's a good thing. You know, what, uh, those, those things are, are really well. Also, the other question is, um, you know, you're, you're seeing, you know, I, Casa Kalina, man, we, we're, we're going to address the, the disease of addiction, but we also believe in the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. You know, there's a lot of programs that are going, oh, you don't need the, you, they're, they're not about the 12 steps, but what, how come, can they articulate how come they're about the 12 steps and how come they're not? You know, our belief is, uh, I, and I believe also at, at La Hacienda, and this is where Elizabeth can jump in, that, man, community is key. Community is essential. And when you don't feel so alone. Uh, and so uh, a lot of these other programs that are not pushing or encouraging or spurring people on towards the 12 steps, they're, they're encouraging this isolation mentality, in my opinion. You know, and it's catering sometimes too much to the client instead of what we know from evidence-based treatment, what works. And so that's a big one. Does that make sense, Elizabeth? I've, I kind of rambled a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, that's no surprise, but yes. we're, we're all right with that, Chico. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, yeah, no, it does. Um, um, it does definitely make sense. And, you know, at La Hacienda, you know, we're we are unapologetic about, you know, um, being a 12-step a program. Um, and, and if it's not, you know, if it's not what you want, we're very honest about that. We're not going to bring you in under some other, you know, um, 
disguise that that's not that's not what you're going to do there. And so, I think that's also important is that people are um, very honest. You hear sometimes those wishy washy kind of answers like, "Oh, are y'all twelve steps?" Well, yeah, if that's what they want. All right. Or I mean, you know, and so you, I, I think it's really interesting to listen for. Um, that, that to me says we'll take anybody because mm-hmm. it's about the bottom line. Um, and I think a program who knows themselves will say, this is what we do. And if you want something else, we'll refer you out. Yeah. And that's, and that's our deal. Exactly. Is And that I, I get fired up. If that's what you want, well then go somewhere else, man. I mean, you know, we're yeah, at Custom Clinic. We're not going to do the smart recovery. We want to challenge, Hey, read the big book. Uh, you know, let's see, and then we'll discuss it after you've done some things there. But right now, we are unapologetic. I love that word, yeah. unapologetic about the, the well, 12 steps well, of Well, I think that's where times. the line is drawn in the sand as far as the difference between just getting a patient in to have a client, you know, patient, whatever, um, you know, that's the, that's the fine line between and really caring about them getting the um, proper help that they need. You know, does that make sense? Yes. So, sorry, I just, I kind of lost my train of thought again. No, it oh, was, it gosh. was good. No, you're, you're no, at. That makes, no, that does. That, <laughs> it's makes the fine, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you don't, you know, I think that a lot of programs and or I don't mean to call out call centers, you know, because everybody needs somebody answering their phones and things like that. But again, if they're just trying to get somebody in the door, they're going to tell the person in crisis that they're going to get their individual better, however, their family member better, however that happens, like whatever they want. Well, when a, when a person goes into treatment, it's not about what they want. Well, and people you know? are people are in crisis, and and you know today's episode is hey when you're in crisis, I I like what the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous says. Uh, it says in there, pause when agitated or doubtful, and ask for the right thought or direction. I think you apply that too when you're looking for treatment. You need to pause when agitated or doubtful, and if you're calling, you know us at Casa Cleaner or La Hacienda, is pause. Ask some questions. Write this stuff down. Begin to really look at, okay, hey, is this the best place? Can they talk to former clients, former family members? Do you have people uh, that you can talk to for their experience? Right. You know, that that's the key because right there, oh, can I talk to staff members? Talk to the talk to the guy that's the overnight staff guy. I mean, those kind of things. If if they're if they're You're getting deceptive, fired up. You're getting oh fired man, up. it 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 ain't <laughs> uh, it angers me because man, people are dying from this disease. Yes. You know, and, and you don't you don't want people saying Oh yeah, we can we can fix your loved one quick. We can get we can fix them up quick. We can we can give them some medication. We can you know if they if they if they have an a, a you know a an aversion to the twelve steps. Well then you know we yeah, will we'll, we'll put we'll in their work face. With that we'll work blah, with them blah, and blah. whatever. But that's in the long run, it's not going to help. From our experience, from our they, experience. They, the yeah, deal. And- Go ahead. That brings me that that brings me also to another point is programming. 
And so, you know, what is your loved one going to be doing on a daily basis from sunup to sundown? And then also another key one is the weekends uh-huh. because you have a lot of places that all the staff leaves on the weekends. Right. And what is your loved one going to be doing? And so is there good weekend support and or programming that continues? Right. Yeah, and that those are key things. And then what else do you, you know you do? Those that's good stuff. But get, but kind of, I love those questions, Elizabeth. But I I like you know before when we showed up here with Kevin, you know he's our producer. Uh, he was doing a show, you know Wanda, and Wanda is a trip, and she's going. What are y'all talking about today? Hey, I want to go somewhere. Uh, you know, just because I'm I'm a little crazy for three days. I go, Wanda, it's going to take longer to fix that crazy, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, but that that's the deal. People want that quick fix. It's like the drug. It's like alcohol. Right, right. And and people did not get here in three days, you know, so it takes time. You know, and then, you know, that that helps out a bunch. There are so many questions we could go on and on about different uh questions as it relates to this. But I think, Elizabeth, do you have any work? We're, we're going to start wrapping up. Yes. Um, so do you have anything to add as far as just final thoughts? Um, no, I think, you know, I think it's a great point to, to really just maybe have some questions prepared before you call. Um, you know, coming back to you, Shannon, writing some things down that that you want to ask and and um, and and making sure that that you're getting to the right place and you're getting your loved one the, the help that they really need. Right. Right. Yeah. Those those are great questions. Also, I, I'm going to I'm going to kind of wrap it up with this. Be careful of the uh, the private equity and the big corporations. I mean, I just, I would question that. Uh, Elizabeth, thank you so much for joining yes, us. thank you, Elizabeth. Enjoy the snow. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good day. Yeah, you take too. care of those baby boys. All right, bye-bye. Okay, thanks. Bye, thanks.